This horror movie is almost great. Today I'm talking about Cobweb. This is Scott's Up Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about Cobweb, which is a recent horror movie that's currently available on Hulu. And this is one where um, I am going to have to go into some of the spoilers for this movie because it's kind of determines how you're going to feel about it um, or what your reaction is going to be to it. So just letting you know that ahead of time. If you want to Keep yourself, uh, keep yourself clean of any sort of spoiler information. Check it out for yourself. Please do. I think it's pretty good. Um, I think it has some very creepy moments, but I think um, it's just a little bit off base for reasons I'll get into. So without further ado, let's get started. A lot of movies, at least to me, feel like they're one or two edits away from being something great. They have a strong premise, good performers, some solid ta- talent behind the camera, and a solid understanding of the desired vibe or story they're trying to tell. And then there's that one plot beat or reveal or decision within the story that makes you feel let down. Like, damn it, we were so close. In case you haven't pieced that together already, that's exactly how I felt about today's horror movie Cobweb, which has a wild payoff that could be significantly better with a few tweaks. The movie follows a shy eight-year-old boy named Peter, who lives a very sheltered existence thanks to his overbearing parents. But the dynamic in the house changes as Peter begins to hear a voice in the wall of his bedroom that encourages him to disobey his parents and let it out. So properly discussing this movie is going to involve discussing its major plot reveal, so I'm putting up the spoiler warning early. So there might be spoilers ahead, matey. It's piratey, because for no reason. What this movie gets really, really right is in the atmosphere and the general premise. From the jump, it's clear that Peter's parents are off like, really off, and have regressive ideas about what Peter's responsibilities are. I mean, he's an eight-year-old. Said parents are also played to creepy perfection by Lizzie Kaplan and the boys Anthony Starr, who, despite being closer to his natural hair hair color, I'm sure took me a few more seconds than usual to recognize. The house has the eerie vibe of a tense 50s Father Snow best house taken up with to horror movie levels, including brash punishments for the wife and child when they quote-unquote misbehave which is amplified because they also don't seem to trust the outside world for an unspecified reason, and more on this later. So, Peter, talking to a sinister-sounding voice in his walls, taking it seriously or listening to its advice right after he's been imprisoned in his own home after a perceived misstep, feels like a gothic fairy tale come to life, all of which is amplified by the sludgy visuals that are high contrast and dark and emphasize black tones at every turn. Meanwhile, Peter's teacher becomes more and more concerned that Peter is in danger and begins to check in on him. Feels like Matilda taken to 11. Kinda dig it. And then the reveal hits. In quick succession, the voice convinces Peter to do two things. First, kill his parents by poisoning their food, and two, let her free. The parents die off in horrific fashion, vomiting up black bile, and Peter unlocks the door to the secret place where it's revealed that his sister, not a ghost or something else, is is what's been talking to him. And said sister is a monstrous and e- is monstrous and eager to destroy anything and anyone in its path. And I wish this was better written, because Sarah, Peter's monstrous-looking s- sister, is one of the creepiest horror movie creations in recent memory. 
While I don't like treating someone with a physical deformity like a monster, the way she moves like a spider across the walls and slices through kids and adults in equal measure with nails sharpened like talons is truly terrifying. This got audible nopes and what the fuck reactions from me. Here's why it doesn't quite work. It makes the shitty parents kind of right in weird ways, while also making some of their other behavior make no sense. If Sarah was this dangerous as we learn, as we later learn she killed a girl who went missing, then maybe they were right to be concerned about her getting out? It's not clear to me whether Sarah is the result of just being malevolent or expressly due to the mistreatment by the parents. It's murkier than it needs to be. And I have nothing with giant swings like this. In fact, in other movies like Malevolent, I love them. But making by making a person whom our villain would de uh, whom our villains deem a monster feels off. The verdict is it's very close. With an intriguing premise and solid filmmaking, Cobweb nearly overcomes its narrative shortfalls. Five out of ten. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.